It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. It's another Decal Download. Welcome aboard. We're glad to have you with us today. I'm Rich Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, you know about Georgia's Pre-K Week and Inclusive Early Learning Week. Coming up in May, for the first time, DECAL will celebrate Children's Mental Health Week. It's May 3rd through the 7th. And Commissioner, it's a reminder for all of us that the early years in a child's life provide a key opportunity to establish safe and secure relationships and support healthy social and emotional development. Uh, absolutely. And, and we always like to have a good week to celebrate, um, but also to bring awareness to what we mean when we talk about social, emotional, mental and behavioral health for infants and toddlers. So uh, very excited to share uh, what we have planned for that week. Yeah, making some history this year with something brand new. Joining us to talk about Children's Mental Health Week is Laura Lucas, our new Director of Infant and Early Childhood Mental Health here at DECAL. And we're honored to have State Representative Katie Dempsey, who represents Rome and Northwest Georgia and is Chair of the House Appropriations Subcommittee on Human Resources and a House Study Committee on Infant and Toddler Social and emotional health. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So Laura, how did the idea uh, for a Children's Mental Health Week come about and, and what types of activities do you have planned? Yeah, um, well, I think with my position being housed at DECAL, it really provided us with a great opportunity to do our part in reducing the stigma around children's mental health by promoting a week of fun activities for childcare providers families and kids to really celebrate mental health. Uh, we also wanted to get the message out that children's mental health starts from the very beginning and that we all have a role in promoting social and emotional health in young children, especially while their brains are developing at such a rapid pace. And then as far as um, the activities for the week, we've partnered with um, Mental Health of America of Georgia to provide the Kids on the Block puppet show about feelings. Of course, it will be virtual this year, uh, but it's for our three-year-olds and our, our three-year-old classes and our pre-K classes. Um, there's only seven show times, so check out the DECAL social media and children's mental health web pages on the DECAL website to, re to register for that. And we also have age-appropriate activities for infants, toddlers, and pre-K classes listed on the webpage, along with resources and even some giveaways that child care providers can win by posting pictures of your class participating in the Children Mental Health Week activities with the hashtag LittleKidsBigFeelings. A lot of great activities uh, planned for that week. Um, so Representative Dempsey, last year, the Georgia State Legislature created Laura's position here at DECAL, and I know you were a champion behind that. And her position is designed to help support social and emotional health in a child's critical early years of life. What did you learn about this topic when you chaired the House Study Committee on Infant and Toddler Social and Emotional Health? Well, good morning, I think the most important thing I learned and everyone else did too is truly how critical this is that we have such a tight window of opportunity for children from really before birth, but particularly at birth from that zero to five window that goes on a little farther, but 
zero to three, oh my goodness, how impactful, how important each and every interaction is between a parent, a caregiver, a sibling, everything that can be done to stimulate that brain, to wake it up, to get it going, to show the just the potential and the possibilities that are there, as well as finding those opportunities for early diagnosis and intervention. And a correct diagnosis can just open the door to well-being for a child, actually, and for those parents, too. It, it is hard. It is such a challenging situation, I think, to watch the tiniest person struggle with not maximizing the potential that they could have. But we can do that. And our director and you, Commissioner, are doing so much good work to make that happen. So I'm so grateful. Laura, I know we talked about this on the last podcast, but I have to ask you again, how does it feel to be the first person in Georgia to fill this new role? <laughs> uh, well, thanks for asking again. You know, I really think anybody who has worked with young children or has even been around young children knows how important it is for them to form strong and secure relationships with adults and learn to express their emotions. So I'm so very happy that I get to continue to not only promote those nurturing environments for children, um, but to really be able to help potentially make some changes in our system on the policy level so that we can better identify potential mental health challenges as early as possible and link children and families with effective help and treatment as soon as possible. Representative Dempsey, your study committee also uh, recommended that a child-serving child serving state agencies create a leadership team focused specifically on infant and toddler social-emotional health. Why was that so important to have that cross-agency collaboration around young children's mental health? Well, I think, as you know so well, it is um, complicated, I would say. So everybody's involvement, all of the places where a child's life is touched, really needed not only to be brought together, but to coordinate and to have that voice that Director Lucas now is to be there and to really jump in as fast as she has and begin to do that. You know, it's not, it's just not about mental health. It's not just about school. It's not just about parental participation. It crosses all sectors. And it's so encouraging to hear the conversation that when, when we pull all of those really leaders together to focus on this very early opportunity. The, the potential is just huge. We're opening doors and windows to children's minds and just a future that is going to be so much brighter. Yeah, I agree with that. And I have to say that um, there's definitely a willingness among all those partners that are part of this task force. They just needed that place and that person <laughs> to really take that responsibility to lead them. And um, Laura, I want you to kind of talk about um, the task force. I know you've already had at least two meetings and I, I had the opportunity to attend the first one. And I have to tell you, I was really impressed with the commitment um, and the participation you've been able um, to muster up. And I really feel a lot of excitement from all the partners. So how is that group going? Yes, thank you so much. Um, I am so proud of this group. Um, we call it our Early Childhood Mental Health Task Force. Um, and yes, as you said, our first meeting um, was in February. And I'm just so proud that we have such great participation. Um, we have leadership from public health, behavioral health, community health, 
uh, Department of Family and Children's Services, Department of Education, and we also have some community providers and advocacy groups um, participating in that meeting. And really right now what we're doing is sort of organizing ourselves into different work groups so we can explore how we can better support young children's mental health. And we're really focusing on three different areas, finance and policy, workforce development, and promotion and prevention. Um, and really, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank again, uh, Representative uh, Dempsey and the other members of the Infant Toddler Study Committee for their support um, so that we can, and the recommendations so that we could get this work started. And the funding. Thank you. <laughs> We can't leave out the funding. We know Representative Dempsey had to fight hard because it. We got that funding when budget cuts were uh, were unfortunately part of the process. So yeah, definitely wasn't that part. wasn't that a miracle too? I mean, it, it really was. I still keep looking at it all the time to make sure it's there as we do um, <laughs> do face some challenges. But you know, I think that we did the right thing. People get it. They understand. And our, our house budget office was so engaged in that. Mm -hmm. So it's so important and they know it. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it too. And that uh, it was a tight budget year. We all know that. And a, a very challenging year with the pandemic as well. So appreciate the attention in a year that uh, it could have easily gone unnoticed uh, or at least unrecognized uh, with so many other pressing uh, issues. We're uh, talking about Children's Middle Health Week coming up May 3rd through the 7th. And uh, Laura, we've heard you talk about creating the right environment for children, a calm corner or a Zen den. I love that concept. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, I've also heard them called uh, cozy coves or chill out zones. Um, you can really use whatever name you want and be as creative as you want. But basically, it's just a safe place for children to calm down, um, reset, take some time to take deep breaths, maybe even look at a book about feelings or play with a sensory type manipulative. You know, I think we can sometimes take for granted that we have a role in teaching children how to regulate their emotions. As adults, we know when we get upset to take a step back, calm ourselves, apply our coping skills. So our emotions don't get carried away. Um, but with younger children, actually providing that literal space to help them calm down can really promote those regulation skills. And you really have to teach that. That's definitely part of the awareness, um, I would say. So this is our very first Children's Mental Health Week. Is it targeted for providers, for parents? Who's our target audience, Laura? Yeah, you know, really, it's for everybody. Of course, we're focusing on our child care providers this week as far as the activities go. Um, but we've also created an infant early childhood mental health web page that's located on the DECAL website. And it has tabs um, with resources for parents, child care providers, and even policymakers. So anyone can learn more about children's mental health at any time, not just during Children's Mental Health Week. You know, the CDC says mental disorders among children are described as serious changes in the way children typically learn, behave, or handle their emotions, which cause distress and problems getting through the day. Um, how can we monitor that and work with families if any symptoms are identified? Well, I think first um, you have to make sure parents are in touch with their pediatrician because you wanna rule out any potential medical issues. Um, we have to remember that very young children might not have the vocabulary to tell you they're in pain or hurting, but they'll show you through their behavior. 
Um, a child could also be reacting to a traumatic event, like the loss of a loved one. Um, it's so important to know the context of the behavior and sometimes having an understanding of the child's background, maybe a potential exposure to tra trauma can be linked to how they behave with adults, peers, or in the classroom setting. Um, but overall, I think a key component of identifying a mental health issue in a young child is to really track the frequency of the issue. Like, is it happening every day? Is it happening with different caregivers, different peers? Is it a persistent behavior that just does not seem to get better over time? And is it causing distress to the child and caregivers and then placing a strain on those relationships? That's when you should really um, go for support. Can common mental health disorders such as anxiety or in attention deficit issues be identified in early childhood? Yes, thanks for that question. Um, actually, um, ADHD can be diagnosed as early as 36 months um, with sort of a six-month duration, again, talking about that frequency of behavior. Um, and the prevalence is about 2 to 6% of children uh, six years and younger. And then anxiety can be identified also as early as 36 months and um, after about two months duration of any concerning behaviors and has a prevalence of actually nine to 20% in early childhood. And I would actually hypothesize due to the COVID pandemic, we would see a rise in that, uh, those percentages. So science tells us about nine to 14% of children ages zero to five experience emotional or behavioral disturbances, which is about the same rate as a school age child. So really, and um, I think Representative Dempsey talked about this earlier, it's really about identifying these problems as early as possible um, and getting the appropriate interventions or treatments in place. And we could actually um, avoid or potentially um, um, prevent a diagnosis from happening in the future if we're able to identify these problems as early as possible. And you're saying probably one of the key relationships is between that family and the pediatrician in identifying some of these things and following up on them, I guess. Yes. And you can ask your pediatrician um, for social emotional screenings. They should be checking that along with the regular physical, cognitive, language milestones. Um, but you can always advocate for them to check in on the social emotional domains if they're not already. And Laura, what are you hoping to accomplish with Children's Mental Health Week in Georgia? I know, you know, we have a, a history of doing Georgia's Pre-K Week and Inclusive Early Learning Week. Now, along with those Children's Mental Health Week, this is your first year. Um, what would you like to see come out of it? Uh, well, I really hope that people learn that young children have mental health, too, um, that it doesn't just start when they start school um, and that it needs to be supported supported and nurtured and their behaviors are really the way they communicate their needs. Um, and also that we all have an opportunity to support young children's social emotional development, especially considering the rapid pace of early childhood brain development. Um, it really provides an opportune time for us to work on these skills. And then finally, just to have fun, promote mental health in a way that develops a child's sense of self-confidence and let them learn to explore their emotions in a healthy way. Absolutely. And again, how can people participate in our first annual Children's Mental Health Week? Uh, you can register for the puppet show and find resources and classroom activities on the Children's Mental Health webpage on the DECAL website, 
decal.ga.gov, or you can stay tuned in on our decal social media. All right. So a big week uh, coming up. Representative Dempsey, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the uh, the end of the session. You survived the 40 days uh, in Atlanta. You made it to Sine Dive. What are you hearing from, from folks uh, about the the big issues of this legislative session and the accomplishments? You know, I think we did a great deal of important work to help Georgia stay as strong and viable as it is. The budget, certainly where I focus mostly, um, was really impactful and particularly in the arena of mental health and behavioral health issues. We um, took what the governor gave us and made it even really much, much, much better. So I think there's great opportunity and those problems that are not addressed early, like we're talking about today, become really big challenges later in life that are life impacting and, and life robbing at some time. So I think we did some good things. I'm excited because Dr. Toomey has wanted a study committee on childhood lead exposure, and that is going to happen too. So I hope to be a part of that. I carried the legislation and that is also a brain impacting and physically as well, disability impacting issue. So we've got some places in Georgia, we need to work on correcting lead exposure for our children. Let me ask you this. This has been a, obviously a uh, unprecedented, as we've heard used quite often year uh, with the pandemic. How do you feel Georgia has done uh, in responding through uh, you know, the, the uh, emergency, the public health emergency, now with the vaccines. How are you feeling about that? You know, I feel good about it. Um, building faith in people, I think, to take the vaccine is the most important issue right now. I, I had mine as early as I could and no reaction. It's just a, a part of contributing to helping yourself and others as well. Some people are very opposed to that. And so we have to respect that issue. But I do think that under the leadership of our governor, particularly to help get us open quicker, to really see schools um, be a priority, they're still struggling in some places to open. And that is sad because our children need other children and need teachers and all the other eyes and hands that they can have on them, helping them grow and mature in a, that, that emotional as well as um educational way. So I think we've done well. I think we're going to continue to improve and improve as we go through this huge, gigantic challenge. No one could have predicted when we stopped a year ago what we were about to face. But, mm. you know, I think decal, I think our child care providers, I think everyone really rolled up their sleeves and found the wonderful ways, just like this right now, the virtual connectivity is so important as well. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, 2022, you've got to look ahead to the, the next legislative session, which uh, happens in a big political year. Does that have an impact on the work of the legislature? I think it certainly does. I mean, there's no doubt. Um, but as long as we can keep everyone committed to looking ahead, not looking over their shoulder about the wise decisions that need to be made and the care that needs to be given, it um, each and every year and day in the legislature is very different. You know, people say, oh, don't you get tired? No, it's brand new. The challenges will be fresh and probably some we can't even imagine right now at this time. But yes, as Georgia faces big elections that year, there's no doubt that um, politics will be in play. It is. It already is. 
Yeah. Well, we just want to thank you. You are a breath of fresh air and always so positive. And if we ever get discouraged, we just look to people like you uh, that encourage us, not only with your words of encouragement, but with your actions, because this is a a great example of a need uh, that we had. And uh, here's Laura sitting here today as a result of your work. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. I mean, really and truly, that's one of the quickest things I've seen actually um, take place. I do like to be involved in study committee work, but I like for those um, recommendations to become actualities as quickly and as much as possible. Well, you turned this one around very quickly, and we we definitely appreciate it. We want everybody to celebrate Children's Mental Health Week. It's May 3rd through the 7th. And again, Laura, if there are child care programs, I know we've had some folks reach out to us on social media and say, we want to be a part of this. What would you recommend? Go to the website? Yeah, uh, definitely just stay tuned to our social media and then visit the website for either the Infant Early Childhood Mental Health webpage or the Children's Mental Health Week webpage. All right. Well, we are hoping for a big, big week. Uh, Please participate again at any level. Uh, Anything you can do to raise awareness of this with not only your children, but obviously your families as well, uh, served by your child care program. Laura and Representative Dempsey, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, my name is Cheryl Wilhite and I work in the Finance and Administration Division. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, what advantages can you share with someone who works in the private industry who's thinking about working in state government? Well, that's a great question, Cheryl, and thank you uh, for posing that one. Um, You know, I think that state government is a great place to work and um, not only do you really have uh, great benefits and a great leave policy, I think I don't think you can forget that because that's important to all of us that we are able to take you know, our vacation time, our sick time, um, and it rolls over every year. That's a good benefit. But, but I think even more importantly than that, there's so many different opportunities in state government and different policy areas that you can work with. So, you know, you don't have to stay with one state agency uh, for your entire career. Uh, you can definitely get experience in one agency and move to a different a different agency that has a completely different policy area. You know, for example, you could, you could start with the Department of Early Care and Learning. And although I'm sure we don't ever want anyone to leave, you might find your niche at the Department of Natural Resources and you can make that move within state government. And I think um, that is one benefit that uh, maybe a lot of folks don't realize um, that it, that is there, but there's a lot of um, opportunity uh, to explore different types of areas uh, within state government employment. We've talked about this before, but um, you started where with the state? I started at the Court of Appeals uh, that for very a little bit a year, about a year and a half there, really just to get my foot in the door. Um, but it was a really great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did 13 years at the governor's office of planning and budget. And that gives you a huge uh, look into every agency in the state. Um, and then I've been at decal for almost seven years. Wow. That's wild. Um, office of planning and budget. That is probably a pretty good vantage point across every area of state government, if you wanted to take a look at the big picture and where you might want to go, right? It, it really is. And I, I recommend it as a great starting place for anyone that really wants to think about a you know 30-year career in state government. It really gives you an insight into um, policy, budget, 
politics. You get a little bit of that too, because you are part of the governor's office, which we all know changes, you know, every four to eight years. Um, so you get a, a good look into leadership styles and decision-making process, but you really, that is one, a one-stop shop where you can really find out a lot about a lot of different agencies um, and the work that they do. Yeah. All right. Here's your chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers we receive to this question. When is Children's Mental Health Week being observed here, here in Georgia? When is Children's Mental Health Week being observed in Georgia? Send your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. You could be a winner. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.